If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Wow, what is that? Is that like just in time for the holidays? Like just a one-time thing? Fresh off the presses. I like it. What's happening, Jacksonville? Merry Christmas. A little buzz in the air. Gosh, this is fun around here. <laughs> Having a blast. Holidays, always like them. It's yeah. going to get cooler. It's a little hot right now for my liking. Yeah. we we'll play some Christmas Eve golf, so there's nothing wrong with that. Trevor. 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 Heck, and, and you know what I'm getting excited about? The consolation prize. Zach Wilson was unbelievable last night. So are we, I mean, I'm not going to say we because you know where I stand. But you are completely off the Justin Fields train. Uh, well, I'm off the I'm off the Justin Fields train for this week as much as I was off the Trevor Lawrence stuff because I didn't think it was reality. Yeah. So like right now, I'm not thinking. I don't need to think about no Justin but, Fields. But, but if, you saw Zach Wilson on the if brain. They, if we come in here Monday, first of all, that'll be a very depressing show if we have to talk about that. Yeah. But if we do, maybe I'll wait till Tuesday, yeah. like after we cry all day Monday. <laughs> but then we can start the Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and other stuff conversation. What an okay. interesting one it is in New York. Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, yeah. Justin Fields. I told you this yesterday. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to just shove him aside. Because Justin well, Fields. Well, I mean, the way you break about I Zach understand. Wilson, though, it's like the well, Justin Fields jet has like scrambled off the runway. Well, listen, I mean, I got to. We are fake, not clear for I'm going to bet this stuff out before April. Do what Nobody you said do. I had to make a pick. Just uh, I was in love with Fields. You were. And I still am not, again, totally. But now this is a couple of samples. What did I tell you the time he threw the three picks against Indiana? I was like, listen, man, it's one game. It's not going to change my mind. Well, now it's two games. Well, technically it's three games because from the, the playoff game from last year, well, depending point. how he yeah. played. Yeah. So. Uh, but I, I just think now you have a little bit. There's more resume saying, wait a minute now. There's more tape saying, wait a minute. That gives you pause. And then I see, again, I don't think Coastal Carolina's game for Zach Wilson was as alarming as other people do. I, I actually think he made some big throws in that game. Yeah, they didn't win. That was that game was thrown together and on a whim. Yeah. Um, and then you look at yesterday. Listen, I don't know if we should put too much stock into beating UCF and running up and down the field on them. Their defense isn't very good. But, uh, again, it's what it looks like. It's not the numbers. It's what it looks like. And he's a fun player. We already knew that. I, I told you my favorite play from the Coastal Carolina game, they got stopped at the one. I mean, he just rifled that thing in there. And I mean, listen, he had to go make a play, but there was no doubt. He's like, I'm going to stick this in there. Mm-hmm. And and I just see doubt and field's mind. So that that's the thing that's got me off. Like him in the pocket, it's almost like I see him thinking. It's kind of like the way we talk about Gardner Minshew right now. It's just like, I, where is that swag, the confidence? Where is this, This all right, I'm going to just go do this and make it happen? I don't see it with Gardner. Mm-hmm. That was part of our discussion yesterday. It's like, what happened to him? And so um, I, I think all of that together and, and, and obviously what transpired on Sunday now has me like, all right. Um, I, again, I believe Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are going to be pretty quarterbacks, pretty good quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know it. But I believe it. I also think their floor in bustability is more than Trevor Lawrence's. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit more excited about Lawrence, because I don't think his floor is very low. Mm-hmm. I think his floor, is if he's his worst, and it's still healthy, but at his worst in the NFL, I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the league. 
But do you, are you worried about Zach Wilson though? Because he's he's not the most mo- like he's not like Justin Fields in terms of mobility. Like Zach Wilson's a little more of a traditional. Well, I can move pocket. He can, but I'm saying in terms of Justin Fields, he's not in the same category. Yeah, I, I feel like or the even Trevor Lawrence and even Trevor Lawrence. I, I I don't see that as much with Wilson as maybe you're talking. I think he does move now. Might, some of that might be competition. I think the bigger thing is his ability. Like Justin Fields impressed me with the way he shakes off tacklers. Hmm. And, and I'm not talking in the open field. I'm saying in the backfield. Like when a, a rusher's coming at him and coming at his legs, he usually sheds that first one. Mm-hmm. And now what does he do after? I don't know. But it, I notice that more I watch him. Yeah. And I just think he's a big body, strong leg guy where it's like kind of like Andrew Luck. Remember? Andrew Luck didn't like Andrew Luck didn't wow you with his running ability. He could run. But he also was hard to bring down. Yeah. And, and I feel like Fields gives you that probably even more than Lawrence and definitely more than Wilson, to, to your point. Yeah, Wilson, I think, let's see, his this past year, I think counting the last game as well, he had 65 rushes. So, yeah, I, I mean, mean, yeah, his first touchdown suitable. yesterday was a pretty nice run. Yeah. Again, it's UCF's defense. So yeah. uh, that's it's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what. Again, how does this all look in the NFL? Is, is a fair question. Um, I just think uh, I think they were good quarterbacks. Listen, I also could, could make the case. I'm not. I don't think I like Kyle Trask and Mac Jones in the NFL as much as these guys because I don't think they move. I think yeah. they are more the statue guy back there, and I think that's problematic. Now they can have good pocket presence, mm-hmm. and that can help you out. But I do think in this day and age of football, you've got to have the ability to run for 40 or 50 yards. And I don't think those guys have that. I don't think they're that guy. And so that concerns me. But I do think they're going to be pretty good quarterbacks in the NFL. I think it's going to be a heck of a quarterback class. Uh, you know, it's all situational. But I do think it's going to be a heck of a quarterback class. Um, and, you know, right now we'll just keep with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, absolutely. In the, in the spot where yeah. we're Strike while so. the iron's hot. Uh, so anyway, uh, I guess this is the obligatory last show of the um, before Christmas. Not the yeah, last show yeah. of the year. We'll do a couple of shows next week. But uh, did you get your Christmas shopping done? All done. Do you All done. go Christmas shopping? Not, I mean, I click online. You do. You're an onliner. Mission accomplished. Really? What? What kind of glutton for punishment would I be if I go to the town center right now and try to find a parking spot and get all my Christmas items picked up? There's no way. I'm not that crazy, Brent. I'm crazy, man, but I'm not that crazy. I believe, like, I have to shout out to Steph because Mm -hmm. she has executed Christmas Mm -hmm. the best she's ever done it. Nice. Like, I've known her for 25 years, been married to her for 20 years, Mm -hmm. and this is the best execution of Christmas for Steph. Okay. No doubt. Now, and maybe it's Amazon. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's 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 the pandemic. I mean, what, was there was there some kind of like discrepancies at home where like maybe the, the head coach was saying, "Hey, we we gotta pick things up a little bit here. Not acceptable." Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Nope. I can't okay. take any credit. Okay. I, I'm not calling you the head coach either. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Well, that's good. Maybe she did. Maybe yeah. she gave herself a pep talk. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but I, she has executed to. Really, really well. Like to, this is usually a stressful time for some, right? Yeah. I don't have this. I don't have that. Like our uh, the, our nieces and nephews. Like mm-hmm. people. No, it's locked up. Like it's yeah. pretty locked up. <laughs> the bad news is I don't have anything for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Sorry, Steph. <laughs> uh, but she's cool with that. <laughs> At least you put it like, out there for the like airways. Where, where, where does it? Where does it? Where does it rank you on the bad husband list? Like if you don't go like all out on Christmas for your, for your wife. wife, see, we're in the same boat, but I think we're in kind of like a different lake though, because like what me and my wife will do, like we, 
we splurge, but it's on an experience, right? It's like we can both enjoy it. Okay. Like, I mean, like, it's not like I'm going to buy my wife like clothes or she's going to buy me. Like, we literally just say, hey, we should do this this year or we should go here. Now, in the past, it's been like, you know, music festivals and things like that. Well, with COVID-19, you know, those are out of the window. So we're still kind of waiting to see, like, what would be a cool thing to do. But that's what we do for our Christmas, um, you know, presents to each other. We, we give each other memories, let's just say. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, and by the way, I don't think I, – I will say this. from If I have absolutely nothing for Steph – she she wouldn't care. That's a that's a lie. real one right there, Brent. It is. That's that's a real I'm one not, right I'm there. Not, that's not like me assuming. Yeah. That like I know that. Yeah. Like she's that's uh, that's my that's the best thing I can say about Steph. I think I think the kids are calling that your ride or die, if if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Now listen, my kids are now almost they're gonna be sixteen years old. Yeah. It's about damn time they help out. <laughs> I mean. You know, I text Kaylee yesterday. I was like, hey, you got any ideas for mom yet? Yeah. You know, we've had this discussion a bit. She's like, uh, no. Um, do you? I'm yeah. like, no. I've been working. Yeah, You've yeah. been sitting on the couch yeah, yeah, watching yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So I'm going to get some ideas. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, no, I'm over my friends. I was like, oh, well, then you're well, busy. Hey, Don't do yeah. anything. Pardon well, me. Stop the car. You're Pardon busy. Me. Yeah. Uh, so sorry the, for the convenience. Get her the uh, apparently really popular Gotta Go Flamingo. I, that might that oh, man. be a good idea. Can it get here quick? <laughs> his Probably wife not. or his daughter or both? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just make it a whole family affair. Because uh, you are in a different stage of your life. Yeah. yeah. This is important. You're about to get you married in April. You got to produce. You should not be. Like, I really believe, like, if, if, oh, if I, I don't come up big at Christmas for Steph, like, we're not getting divorced over it. Yeah. yeah. You might not get married over it. So I, 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 it happens I don't, don't want to brag. Better like, sell that Xbox real quick, too. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I knocked it out of the park this year. Now, the really? presents aren't going to get here on time. Uh, <laughs> what did you uh, still knock no. it out of the park? Hey, then you didn't knock it what out of the what park. Is, what is Christmas that's a, a moving target? That's a, that, that's a field of choice where I come from, man. If, if it's not there underneath the Christmas tree on Christmas Day or on Christmas morning. Well, whoop, so nope. what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap. I'm going to wrap a present. With a picture of what I got her, the size of what it would have been. So yeah, she'll still have that excitement. Yeah. The old IOU. You're basically giving an IOU. <laughs> but, I, but it's already on the way. Like it's, I ordered it two weeks ago, and they oh, told me it was going to be hey, here, here on time. Here come excuses. <laughs> well, listen, hey, you got to you got to transfer blame sometimes. Here come excuses. No, Post office here. has been busy. Yeah. I mean, listen, they've been dropping Amazon out of the sky at my house. I can tell you that. <laughs> on the drones? <laughs> I mean, every time I've come home, I mean, nope, it better not be any porch pirates. Kuz, can you tell us what you got, or is she listening? No, she's she's not listening. Don't say it. Well, okay. Well, she she could be listening. No, she, so the one thing. She's probably not listening, but she could be listening. Yeah, she's not listening. She'll go back. If you tweet. You're giving her too much credit. the only time she goes and looks is if Brent tweets okay. that I was involved in a conversation about her. She'll of go course. back and listen. Well, what yeah. the hell, Nicole? No I mean, we're about you, man. three hours a freaking day. Can Brent, you listen to us more? <laughs> Brent wants that TPC upgrade. Yeah. That's all he's in it for. No, I got her a uh, a ring box, right? And okay. it's got a custom-made ring box that actually will play our, uh, wedi- our wedding song that we will dance to nice. when she opens it. What's the song? Falling Like the Stars, uh, James Arthur. Did Imagine Dragons do a remix of that one? <laughs> they might have, yeah. I, I think so. I think that sounds familiar. No, that's, that's awesome. Like, that's a good, that's nice. That's great, actually. There's a lot of stress in Christmas. I will say this is a little bit more stressful because I'm not, I don't like to do the shopping online, mm-hmm. to be honest. No? No. Why? Uh, well, because of convenience? Well, I mean, the town center's right here, man. I mean, Brent, have you been to the town center lately? I did. I, I just drove by there. How chaotic is it? It wasn't too bad. Really? But the reason uh, why it's not too bad is because it's not open. 
Like, yeah, it's yeah. not open ever. Like, stores, I was over there at 7.45 or, you know, going on 8 o'clock, going to try to get in some stores, and some of them are closed. Now, some stayed open until, like, 9. Yeah. But that's it. Like, that's not my style. Like, I, I'm not a 2-in-the-afternoon guy shopping. Like, I need yeah. that 7 to 10 window, yeah. you know, on between shows. Mm-hmm. And they just don't have that this year. Like, you go over on a Sunday night, it's like 5 o'clock, gone, done, you know? Huh. So, But it was hopping last night at the town center, but not normal. Huh. Like, even even today, on a normal Christmas mm-hmm. week, week, we get off that exit, the exit we get off. Of course. And that thing's backed up going to the town center. Wasn't today for me. I don't know if it was for you. No, well, actually, I, I came from the opposite direction today. Oh, you did? Yeah, I had to make a stop. But, but it wasn't. Yeah. And I was thinking today, I was like, man, it's usually like way backed up. Sure. Here. And it's not. I mean, okay. there's just not. At, I'm sure, listen, if you're at the town center right now, it's probably crazy. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah. will be probably tomorrow, too. But it's not as crazy as it usually is. Okay. It, just because of everything, I think. And, okay. And because I think people didn't weren't sure of what was going to be open, when it was going to be open, you know, if they could get there. And mm-hmm. so they probably did more online shopping. Yeah. I got to believe online shopping is... I mean, like, that, the roof. that doesn't, like, take away from the gift, though, right? Like, does it nah. mean extra when you go get the gift? Nah, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, now, listen, it's like I it, care. If but. it means extra going to get the gift this, and it does online, yeah, divorce yeah. whoever it is now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right? I mean, that's not going to work out. Well, hey, so, do, do, <laughs> go ahead, Kuz, and then I got to yeah, well, yeah, a that. little bit of a dilemma with our work, <laughs> our boss, right? I got an email saying, like, hey, thanks for all your hard work. Here's a gift card to Amazon. And it was from Amazon because I guess you can, like, sign up and it, and it will send. So I was like, oh, cool. The problem is I took – we took those those phishing email classes, like, two oh. weeks ago. So part of me thinks it's a trick. Oh, so, no. It's, it's not a, a trick. It's actually it's the real thing because I, I did it because I got one oh. of those, too. <laughs> you yeah. weren't concerned so about the scam. Didn't do no, 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 no. Well, gift card, I'm in. Yeah, I put it to Amazon account, and then all of a sudden my wife bought a bunch of organic drinks. So I was like, well, so, I was going to use those for my supplements, but we're good to go. No more so, sage. And no more sage. So you didn't go through the awkward situation of me emailing my boss saying, hey, just wanted to make sure you actually got this for me. Nope. Because I don't want to click on this and expose everybody's emails and passwords. Nope. Nope, not at all. Uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, well, go spend it. But I was going to say, bucks, yeah. have you ever encountered the situation where your significant other would go like, I'm not going to get you anything, you know, like this. You're like, hey, let's not get anything. Yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden they come out with something at the very last second. Yeah, because you don't it's like know a giant like surprise. if they're going to get yeah. something. Yeah. No. Like, let's not play that game anymore. Oh, uh, that's why right? you got to hide a gift in the house just in case. I like that idea. I like that idea. Always have a gift hidden in the house. That's a a go-to gift. That's That's a a go-to gift. Well, that's what the printer's for. That's when you use the IOU. (laughs) (laughs) If the store's shut down tomorrow and I don't get there, the IOU is coming in handy. Like the printer, I hope it has ink in it. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's that's when you have to come up big with that. Oh man. So, um, the the travails of of Christmas. Good stuff. It's um, it's a lot of fun. So I hope everybody has a good uh, Christmas out there and and is doing well. I'm telling you, it does this week feel like a playoff week? Do these last two games the feel buzz? like a playoff? Oh, yeah, games? yeah, 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 for sure. Like, uh, uh, here's the thing: the ratings of the last two games on TV have not been good. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. just telling you, like, not like, been good. Like, not good this year, or not good like in a whole. No, like, like, well, like this year's ratings actually, I think, have been pretty good. Um, Overall, but I'm talking here in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and even when they are stinking it up and stuff and not winning, I was like, "Wow, the rating is still pretty good." Well, the last two weeks, I even tweeted it out. I think last week were some of the lowest I've seen, and I think uh, it was the low. Not this this week was a little bit higher, 
but the last one well, it was against Tennessee. Yeah. That was like the lowest since 2016. Okay. Hmm. So people are like, I'm going Christmas shopping rather than watch this. Yeah. Uh, essentially. But, well, but, but I wait. believe, even though the Jags have yeah. lost 13 in a row, and Chicago's not the most exciting team in the world, I am really looking forward to seeing the numbers on Monday. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to be locked into this game. Absolutely. Like, especially the early part. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like it was with Baltimore, right, and it's 26 to nothing at halftime, well, the, the, the overall number maybe isn't. But the early part, I, I'm interested. I could, could be wrong, but I'm going to check it out. And I think people are locked in. That's my point. Like, it won't be like a playoff game numbers. But you watch the numbers versus, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, the numbers the last two Sundays versus the numbers this Sunday, I guarantee you this Sunday is significantly higher. I was going to ask you, and I never did, how was the attendance for the Titans game? Was, I mean, uh, like, I, compared to, like, the beginning of the year? Is it about the I, same? I, I, yeah, I think it's about the same, and yeah. I think, and a lot of it might be the opposing teams. I mean, there were Titans jerseys in there. I, this is one thing I don't have a good feel of, right? You can go up to about 17,000 tickets. I think they've announced at various stages from 12.5 to 15-something maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe they even got to 17 with the Pittsburgh game. I think Chicago actually will be a game where people buy because Chicago does have a, you know, obviously a pretty big following around the country. Not Pittsburgh-esque in my opinion, but I bet people go to the game. Mm -hmm. And now Chicago, it means something. Like you might have people from Orlando coming up if they're a Chicago Bears fan to come watch the game. So, but I I just have not noticed the fan stuff. Like I can't tell you if, wow, this crowd was bigger than last, but we're talking about 12 to 15 to 17,000 people spread out over a 65,000 seat stadium. I have no pulse for that. Like I, I just... It's really hard for me to tell. Uh, you know, it's just a, it, to me, it's a fruitless exercise this year because of the, you know, if, if it was, if it could be filled to capacity and there were 30,000, it would be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Well, that's just not the case. Well, I was wondering if people are still like, you know, going to the games, are they coming out? I mean, I, I yeah, I, was I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, I can't answer it. Yeah, I, I really, I'm not sure on that front. Uh, I asked a question yesterday, a poll question. We're going to get into this next, but I was stunned by some of the answers. And, and and I wonder if they're doing this just to spite me. Uh-oh. Because they didn't like... Uh, so a lot of people thought I was crazy or thought I was just really stirring the pot when I said, I believe they're going to hire a head coach before a GM in Jacksonville. Hmm. I know they're interviewing GMs. Yeah. But I, I think they actually make a hire of a coach before they bring the GM on. I'm, okay. I, I might be wrong. Okay. But I, I believe that's the plan. Yeah. Right? I think that's the way they're going. I think the NFL has showcased that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I put the question out there. Who is most important in the power structure, if you will? I like it. In a building. I like it. The head coach or the GM? Yep. I've got surprising results, in my opinion, from the poll question. Okay. And I want to ask you, who've been in buildings. Yeah. And maybe what they should hire first. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Right, we'll get into that next. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Shout out to Gravedigger. On the Christmas sweater. <laughs> so where'd you get that from? <laughs> I've got it a couple years ago. That's awesome. Pretty nice, huh? Yeah, yeah. Become a tradition. Yeah, I like it. Nice job with the lights on the feed. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Christmas classy. spirit. for Real classy. Kuz is killing it already. Yep. He knows he's only got he's a couple more the parking hours lot. of work. One for the parking lot. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Go finish strong, baby. Finish strong. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. The beer that made Milwaukee famous. Giannis Adekempo. Big sign, the deer that made Milwaukee famous. Brent Martineau. I can buy that. Yeah, okay. It's all, it's all I'm throwing out there. I can definitely buy that. Hashtag and trademark. So if somebody tries to steal it, I'm suing you. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
I think we got to um, be really good with our protection ideas. You know, have the guys going the right, sending the right, sending the line the right way. Uh, I think we need to do stuff to get the ball out of our hands quick, and we just got to be consistent against them. You know, I think the thing they're going to try to force you to do is take those long drives. You know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten plays, uh, and they're going to bet that you're not going to be consistent enough to do it against them. And uh, I think that's a challenge. That is Gardner Minshew, and, uh, you know, from that standpoint, if you can execute the way you did, that would be like week one, you know, or the way you want to. But it's hard to do. Again, Chicago's defense is good, but they haven't been great. They feel like they should be better. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. And it's an open competition for the job on <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. So the so Doug Marone is going to utilize these practice days as – Basically, tryout days to see who his starting quarterback should be. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? What does that mean? That there's an open That's competition. Odd. Isn't that odd? That's odd in the NFL, right? Usually by Wednesday, we know who the starting quarterback is. Without a doubt. Absolutely. If we're being wholeheartedly honest right now, and this is just my opinion, and you want to break down Garner Minshew and Mike Glennon, there is one big discrepancy between these two. Now, both these guys have had eh, seasons, okay? But Gardner Minshew, in my opinion, has a lot more to gain and a lot more to lose from these next two games than Mike Glennon does. What do I mean by that? Gardner Minshew, with all due respect you know, to the fan base, I don't think Gardner Minshew really cares about Trevor Lawrence, no. right? Because I think Gardner Minshew is in this you know, for Gardner Minshew, which, you know, if you're a player, you probably should be. So in terms of who's going to study more, who's going to try to play their heart out maybe a little more to say, you know what, forget this whole narrative, I'm going to mess it up, I think advantage Gardner Minshew. Not to diss on Mike Glennon at all, but let's be honest, we're not sure if Mike Glennon's going to be here next year. We're pretty positive that Gardner Minshew will be here next year. So I think in terms of trying to rally the team, trying to win a game, trying to put his heart and soul on the line, that's advantage Minshew. And I guess it comes down to the question, if you're Doug Marone, if you're the front office, if you're management, do you want that guy out there on the field or not? Yeah, uh, this is interesting because I think you can look at it two different ways. Mm -hmm. I think, first of all, I think it's important for us to say we we believe Minshew gives them the best chance to win. Do you still believe that? I I still stand by that, yes. I do, too. By the way, I, I think I noted this yesterday in the show, and, and I'm not here. To, this isn't a defense of Minshew. But as ugly as that game looked at times, you know, he still had 120 quarterback rating in that game, mm-hmm. which is odd. Like, I feel like he probably should have thrown a pick along the way. He did fumble the ball. That doesn't count against your rating. Took some sacks. Uh, but some of the throws looked off. And, and, I mean, I say I felt like he was inaccurate that game. At the same time, he was 22 of 29 mm-hmm. for two whatever and two touchdowns. So, and, and again, I'm, this isn't any like, wow, look what he did. Just like that's amazing that he had 120 rating. So numbers are weird because that eye test didn't look like that. That being said, if I was going to win a game on Sunday, mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew's my guy. I've been saying that consistently for six weeks. Mm-hmm. He gives you the best chance to win, in my opinion. Okay. So, I see two different things going on here, and I don't know which one it is, and I think you can make the case it's either or. Yes, uh, Gardner Minshew gives us the best chance to win. Mike Glennon probably doesn't, so we're going to play Glennon potentially if he has a couple good practices. We're going to make it fair. We're mm-hmm. going to put it out there as a, as a competition, and we're going to say, all right, who looks better? And we're going to maybe name Glennon the guy and, and just throw him out there, and, and hopefully he does what he's done his entire career and not win many games. So you could make that argument. Mm-hmm. I think you could also make the argument, Doug Marone's sitting here and saying, and this coaching staff is sitting here and saying, hey, you know what? We had two games left. 
Mm-hmm. We're done. I'm doing this my way. Like, much like when you saw Doug kind of separate from Coughlin, and he was like, listen, we might all be out of here at the end of the year. I'm doing it my way. Much like when he came back this year and Dave Caldwell and him said, hey, we're cleaning up this locker room. We might not have the best roster, but I'm going to enjoy coaching these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's kind of the feeling I got from Doug Marone. Like, yeah, we could keep some of this or this or this and maybe even have a better player here or there or Fournette and whatever. Keep them just in case. No, I'm going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if we lose, I'm going to enjoy it. I still think we can win six, seven games. I, I don't think he thought at the time they're going to be a one-win team. But I just feel like that's stuck. Well, same thing here. Like, listen, I got two games to go. Uh, or, or this might be Jay Gruden, by the way. It might not be Doug. It might be the coaching staff. Say, so, you know what? This stuff with, with Minshew all year, and maybe it's deeper than we even know. Yeah. I'll give Glenn the chance. You know, I mean, True, is, but- is there anything like that that says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a chance. I'm, I'm not necessarily going to name him, but I'm going to give him a chance to play in these last two games because – the trust factor, Minshew, whatever, hasn't earned that in my eyes as the coaching staff. No, I get the trust factor, and I'm sure there's still some bad blood there. But at the same time, it's your job to win football games. Like, I don't think Doug Marone has strayed away from that. Like, I think Doug Marone's going to go out there and still try to win, in my opinion. Now, we'll see if Mike Lennon's out there, then maybe the whole narrative changes. But if the case is that you want to win football games and for your next job that you want to have something to put on your resume to say, hey, I know we had a bad team this year, but look how we finished. We still play tough. Then you put Gardner Minshew out there like you you bury the animosity and the drama. You have to because not every team's going to be all hunky dory, all kumbaya. We all get along. There's going to be egos. There's going to be some unevenness. And that's fine. The most important part, I think, if you're Doug Marone, is can I win this football game or not? If I told you Doug Marone would come back as the head coach only if he loses these two games, (laughs) Mm -hmm. would you say, all right, I'm in? No, absolutely not. No, I mean, mean, listen, nothing against Doug Marone. Um, I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's got a great personality. I've never really talked to him a lot. But just from what I gauge at press conferences and kind of what I hear about him, seems like a pretty stand-up guy. Seems like a pretty uh, – like, I feel like we get along, man, because he's kind of like that East Coast guy that's like – and I said this like the very first month I was on the show. He's got like a defensive kind of mentality and a defensive demeanor. And when I say defensive, I mean like on the defensive side of the ball. And, but he's an offensive guy, right? So I got respect for Doug Marone, but your resume, your record, it speaks something different. Right. I mean, when I forgot what his winning percentage is right now, not good, but it's not good. Right. Like there's second year coaches that get fired with that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, really, if you take his last three years now and and you compile that up, it's really not good. I mean, it's starting to look like Gus Bradley's record over like a Mm -hmm. similar three year plan, uh, three year time period. The, The difference. And by the way, this is a huge difference. And I never dismiss this. I never just. Oh, by the way, this. Went to the AFC Championship game in 17, and that stands out. So that was significantly different. And although if you wanted to be a super big critic of Marone, one would say, well, that had the handprints of Tom Coughlin on it. And it's like, okay, well, so only when they won it had the handprints of Tom Coughlin on it, but when they lose it was Marone's. Like, you can't make that statement. And and I've said this a lot. I mean, Doug Marone probably never has received enough credit for what he did in 17. Everybody thought it was 
Coughlin pushing the buttons. Mm -hmm. And I was told multiple times he's not getting enough love here, not getting enough credit here. Uh, and, and so he did a good job that season, did a good job leading into 18. And then obviously it all fell apart mm -hmm. and uh, injuries and all the rest. So yeah, I think, um, I think there's a lot of people in town that actually view Doug as, as a decent coach, like not a great coach, but not a terrible coach, a decent coach. That's got a roster that's not very good, but you got to remember he helped sign up for this roster. It's not very good. Yeah. Uh, and I do think he's hasn't handled the quarterback situations well during his tenure here. And, and and that's not to say he didn't have good intent. It just hasn't worked out that he's handled them well. So so uh, a lot of this is on Doug Marone. So th this is interesting. The coaches right now that have a worse winning percentage than Doug Marone, Vic Fangio, Adam Gase, Raheem Morris, who obviously is taking over this year for the Falcons. Joe Judge, Romeo Cornell, who's taken over, obviously. Daryl Bevel, um, who's taken over once again. Matt Patricia, Matt Rule, and Zach Taylor. So what do those all have in common? They're either first or second year guys, and then you have Doug Marone, who's on his fourth, fourth year. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, it's, it's really not good as you look at it, you know, and it's almost like it's gone down. You know, mm -hmm. that's the problem. It hasn't gone up. It's gone backwards. Mm -hmm. But that being said, you know, I think people, you play in these games a little bit like, would you do it? Well, here, here's the thing. If it meant getting the franchise QB, and, and like that's all I had. Like if you're giving me two, ants, two, two, two scenarios, you say, hey, um, Doug Marone stays, but he wins one of these games, uh, but then he gets fired. Like he, right now he's, he's going to get fired at the end of the year, but he's going to win one of these games. Okay. And cost you Trevor Lawrence. Or he loses both these games, but he comes back and you have Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I, I just as like a fun I mean, scenario, yeah, yeah. I would say, okay, see you next year, Doug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you, know? you, you aren't going to lose Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, you do what you got to do. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So yeah. um, interesting. I think we have Stephen hanging on the line. I, I got a question, and I did a poll question. Who has the most power in the structure? Like, who's got the control? Who should have it in an NFL building? GM, head coach. Yeah. Got like 500 votes on it, man, and it's leaning toward GM. Mm. I'm a little surprised by that. Let's get Steven in on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, man, Merry Christmas. So, hope you're doing well. And what do you think uh, on that question? Uh, you think the GM has more control in a building in the NFL or head coach? Well, I mean, technically, the GM, I believe, but the one thing we haven't had in Jacksonville is communication between the GM and head coach, so that would probably be a start for one. But uh, my question for you guys is we've had three interviews for the GM uh, in Lewis uh, Riddick uh, and Trent Balky, who's the inter But we've also had Rick Smith, who was the former GM of the Houston Texans before taking a leave of absence in 2017. Uh, what would you think? Because, I mean, he is AFC South. I mean, he picked J.J. Watt, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, I believe DeAndre Hopkins as well, if I'm not mistaken. But it seems like he has success in some of his picks. Okay, so are you asking us, do, you, do we like Rick Smith? Well, who, who do you think would uh, – Best out of your choices for those three. Okay, I appreciate it. I'm just giving uh, my point on Rick Smith. Yeah, I got you. Happy holidays. Uh, that's Stephen. You know, here's the deal. First of all, I think we have to be very careful. 
there's been reports that those three candidates have canceled, have interviewed. Yeah, reports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you this: I'm not willing to confirm all three of those have have interviewed and are interviewing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but let's let's just take it at the face value and of of the Rick Smith question versus I think the Lewis Riddick question. Yeah, I I don't. The more I talk about, the more I look at it. It's not because of the tweets that people send me, <laughs> believe it or not. I, I think we had the conversation yesterday. I think being out of the game, I don't know if I like taking a chance on that uh, for Lewis Riddick. I'm, I'm less comfortable with that. I also look at Rick Smith, and I, I think you're right. I think some of the picks that he was involved in, some of the good things. And by the way, if you're involved in the good things, you're also involved in some of the bad things that happen in an organization. Mm-hmm. And people want to point out the good to, to shape a narrative. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Rick Smith's all that bad. I would, I, I caution the relationship ended up being with the, what it ended up being or what it was or how it all got undermined with, with Bill O'Brien, but maybe that was all on Bill O'Brien or at least a lot on Bill O'Brien. And we read a recent article about the Houston organization and there's, a, there was a lot of stuff going on there. So I'm not willing to just put it all on Rick Smith. And, and if you dive into that more and if you're in the interview process and you talk to more people and like, listen, this, he was kind of just stuck in the middle of this. Well, then I, I, I think that's a reasonable, guy to bring in here as a GM. I think that track record showcases that. I mean, again, I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, and I've been very upfront and honest with you. I am not I don't think we in the media have a great feel for GMs. Like I I I can't say like if you ask me the same question about Urban Meyer or you know Dabo Swinney I'll give you a take. Like, I'll tell you which guy I'd rather prefer. I just don't know enough about these guys. Like, I don't know Rick Smith very well. I, I can see some of the track record. That's fine. So uh, if they trust – when it comes to the GM, if the Jags are going to hire the GM first, yeah. well, then you kind of have to trust their interview process and what they vet on the guy because we're not going to be privy to that stuff. Yeah. Listen – you're right. I mean, you can say he drafted Clowney. You, you can say that he drafted Deshaun Watson, but then I can also point to some guys in, in mid-rounds to later rounds that didn't work out. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, like, well, we can go and pull receipts all day. The one caveat, and listen, I don't know him, right? Like, I don't know anything about the dude, all right? I mean, I know he's the GM of Houston Texans, but I do know this, though. I do know that Bill O'Brien, for the most part, ran that organization to the ground. Yeah. Okay? Especially recently. Yeah. Now... Smith, it's Smith, right? Yeah, Rick Smith. Yeah, Smith was still the GM, though, right? He's in. I mean, yeah, he that was his title. Well, at t- not all the way to the end. That's of the thing. Yeah, yeah, but he was still in na- talking with that, right? Yes. So what, what I'm trying to say is, I would like to think that he spent just the same amount of time talking to the owner that Bill O'Brien does. Now, yes, Bill O'Brien's title is a lot longer than Smith's was, but still. So when it's on the docket. That you're going to trade your best player, or second best player, depending how you look at it, in DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona for a second round pick and David Johnson. If I'm Rick Smith, I'm banging my hands on the table well, yeah, saying, you no. went in for that. No, but I'm, no, no, I'm you, saying he wasn't even in around. I got you. Okay, he wasn't even in the building. So the then, dismantling yeah. of Houston. Yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah. The dismantling of Houston, he wasn't in the. He wasn't okay. involved. That, that he was, was gone from by that. that time, Bill O'Brien was running the show. Okay. And whatever this Easter Bee and all that kind of that stuff took over, right? So, yeah, no, he was actually out, I think, 18, 2017 or 18. Okay, scratch that thing. 
you know, he, and he had moved all the way up to executive vice president of football operations and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't. That's that's why people point to the Watt and the yeah. the Watson and the. No, what, listen, JJ Watt obviously was was a genius first round pick. Yeah. yeah. So again, but I don't think you're wrong in what you said, and that is, hey, this guy could also have picked five bad picks in a row from round two to five. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I. We'll see where it goes. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll see where it goes with the guys. Like, I, again, I, I don't think I would rather have. If you're asking me who would rather have, based mm-hmm. off the little I know about GMs, <laughs> I'd rather go Rick Smith than than Lewis Riddick. Yeah, that's what I'd rather do. Yeah. Uh, it, but if if I had those two guys that I'm picking from, which was what Stephen was asking, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'd I'd rather do that. I want to get into this a little bit more, and I asked the question. Um, but you were in the locker room, like you like when you're a player or you're in the building. And I keep using this. Like, who's the compass of the organization? Mm-hmm. Who's that? The figurehead. Yeah. Again, like, you walk in. If you're a player, or if you're really anybody, that yeah. walks in the New England Patriots facility, mm-hmm. the first thing you ask or look around is, like, where's Bill Belichick? Mm-hmm. Where's Bill Belichick? You don't do that with the GM. Mm-hmm. You don't even probably know the GM's name. Mm-hmm. They might be qualified and very good over the years, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. When you walked in this building in Jacksonville, in 17, you're like, where's Tom Coughlin? I hope I'm not late. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is my collar up? Do yeah, I have yeah, khaki yeah. pants on? Yeah, yeah. Can I walk down this hallway? Wait, you, you did that. You, you had to wear khaki pants? Well, I think employees did. Oh, dang. I, or some of them. That maybe. sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, But but my, that's my point. Like, you know that. Mm. So when I walk in this building in 2021, if we're allowed, <laughs> yeah. uh, where am I, am I going to say, well, where's... um. Where's Ed Dodds, the GM? Yeah. Or am I going to say, oh, where's Rob, Robert Sala, mm-hmm. the new head coach? Mm-hmm. Or where's Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. right? Or Arthur Smith? Or I don't know. Like, what do you need that? Do you need to feel that in the building? Because, quite frankly, you didn't feel that with Gus or Dave. You didn't feel that. You felt it with Tom. Yep. And right now, I wouldn't say you felt it with Doug or Dave. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't know if you have to feel it, but I'm wondering with this next hire, will we feel it? Yeah. And, and that's my question. And and that's why I say, hey, don't be surprised here if they pick if they go after a big head coach and they get that guy. Well, he's going to say, I want to work with this guy as a GM. It's so, not going to go opposite. So, so what you're saying right now is that the head coach is more important than the GM. I believe so. We'll yeah. talk about it next on ESPN 690. Yeah. No, I did buy a house in Jacksonville. Uh, it doesn't do anything for that. Uh, you know, you prepare the same way, uh, going into each game, try to do your best, and then leave decisions up to the decision makers. That was interesting. So he answered the question about, yeah, he did. I mean, he put it out there that he bought a house. Yeah. Gardner Minshew. Um, which is fine. Listen, he's under contract. I, this will be an all-season topic. I think he's going to be here. I think he's a backup QB mm-hmm. in Jackson. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope he's the backup QB in Jacksonville. I know what I, I got in him. I'm keeping Luton on the roster mm-hmm. and seeing if he'll grow. And that's it. That's fine. Like I, I, I hope he is yeah. and, and settles in. It's been a weird year for him. I hope he bounces back for him. I, I'm a big Gardner Minshew fan still. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know. Like I don't understand how this year is going to run you out of town when everybody in the building is already going to be run out of town, mm-hmm. most likely. So... It's a new set of eyes on you, and you have experience. Like, if I'm a coach coming in, I'm like, okay, this guy can 
He can play the game. He can win us a game or two. I mean, he's he's done enough stuff. Mm-hmm. Not prototypical guy I want, but who is as a backup? You know, yeah. not many. Not yeah. many. Uh, let's get Kevin on the line. He's uh, in Chicago. And go Bears! <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, I just got to call and got to change up the subject, talk about my Bears for a little bit, because when it comes to Mitchell Trubisky, I feel like no one's done dirty more than Mitchell Trubisky. Just the, I listen to um, the morning radio over here and, oh, put in Nick Foles, Nick Foles, get rid of this guy, Trubisky. Nick Foles, he's a proven winner. He, he can win. We, we saw him win. Yeah, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and we saw that. And Mitchell Trubisky, 2-0, he gets benched, completely throws his confidence off, messes up the entire season. There's only one explanation for what should be done in this offseason, and that is fire the coach, fire the offensive coordinator for messing up this season and um, pretty much just ruining your season by benching your franchise quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, because he's played really well. What's your guys' thoughts on that? No, absolutely. And, Kevin, I have one little follow-up question here. Do we still have him on the line or not? Kevin, i got to ask you, what are your thoughts about GM Ryan Pace? You want to see him gone, too? I want them all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, if you're gonna fire the coach, you better better fire the GM as well. well so, are you, so are you rooting for them to win Sunday? Then I mean, you got a playoff spot on the line. If they win, you know, guys like Trubisky probably has a chance to save his job. But so does Nagy and Pace and those guys. I feel like they already blew it. They already blew it. They shouldn't even be in this situation. They should be a playoff team solidified. But they messed up playing hopping um hopping QBs, switching and swatching. It just really messed it up. So let's let's leave it with this. Uh, you got how confident are you that Chicago's going to beat the Jags? I definitely think they're they're going to beat them. I feel like the Jags are rebuilding. They're rebuilding. They need to um. They got some work to do. Thank- no offense to all those Jacksonville fans out there. <laughs> oh no, uh, no. Hey, Kevin, we love you. <laughs> Thank you. Happy holidays, yeah. man. <laughs> I appreciate the call <laughs> from Chicago. And it's an interesting uh, right. It's an interesting spot. For Chicago this weekend. Yeah. And the fans. Like, we think in Jacksonville, the fans are an in- interesting spot here. Well, I think a lot of people feel the way Kevin does about Chicago. Yeah. Don't don't you think they feel like, hey, so, we're tired of... And, and I don't know if everybody will come to the defense of Trubisky the way Kevin did, but I think they want a refresh. Well, they're a win or two away from maybe not getting that refresh because they might save their jobs. Yeah, so listen, I agree with Kevin here. I think Matt Nagy's done... I think Ryan Pace definitely has to be done because I don't have a lot of time there to talk. But if we go back to the history of Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears, he was the guy who brought in Matt Nagy. He was the guy who took Kevin Wade at number seven. He was the guy who gave Mike Glennon a three-year contract. He was the guy who traded up the Mitchell Trubisky. He brought in John Fox. Now, yes, John Fox had one good year. I think he was 12-4 and four his first season. But since then, he has regressed, right? So to me, it's kind of like a... It falls like on a pyramid, right? It starts with Ryan Pace, and it trickles down. I'm not completely, like, baffled by Mitch Trubisky. He can still be, I think, a decent quarterback, but like Kevin was saying, you got to set him up for success. And right now, this team hasn't done that, and you see it again when you don't pay Allen Robinson a new contract. Chris Thompson's supposed to join us next. We talk to the Jags running back about James Robinson on the way. 
If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 